92.7 WMAY, along with our sister station, 102.5 The Lake. We are so pleased to welcome to the Illinois State Fair Grandstand on Monday night, March 15th, the Ides of March. Monday night, August 15th. I keep saying March because it is the Ides of March that's going to be performing in the Illinois State Fair Grandstand. They are part of the inaugural class of the Illinois Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, one of the all-time great rock groups to come from Illinois, and, of course, the creators of maybe the single most important song in rock music history, the all-time classic, Vehicle. The man who wrote and sings that song, the leader of the Ides of March, is with us here, Jim Peterick. Thank you so much for taking the time. It is so great to be talking to you. Well, thanks, Jim. Uh, We couldn't be looking forward to this any more than we are. You know, I mean, it's such an honor to be playing the, the State Fair on the main stage, uh, this is really uh, in in all of our years together, which it, right now look is sixty years together as a band. Uh, Fifty two years since Vehicle hit number one. Thanks for mentioning that song. And of course, we <laughs> I won't give it away, but we end with that song. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you you got to stick around, and then we encore with a song that I co wrote, which uh, is I would say equally iconic, a thing called Eye of the Tiger. Oh yeah. Uh, so what's cool about the Ides is, you know, we're like a unit. We've been together so long. We can, you know, finish each other's sentences and on stage that kind of translates to really a tight band. We have a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun with the audience and the bigger the audience, the more we're thrilled. You know, it's a remarkable story in the fact that it's still most of the original members are still together and still performing after all of these years. Now, I want to talk about those both those important iconic songs that you mentioned, but I want to go back to the beginning. And is my arithmetic correct? You were 14 years old when the Ides of March started? That's correct. Uh, We were originally called the Shondells. And then when Tommy James came along, uh, we said, oh, boy, we could have changed this name. And we were all reading Shakespeare in, high, in junior high school. And there's that phrase, beware the eyes of March. And Bob Bergen, our bass player, said, sounds like a name to me. <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's a, a great name, uh, a memorable name. But what's even more remarkable is, again, uh, the these young guys in Chicago uh, and, and within a couple of years, you're getting played on one of the biggest radio stations in the country, WLS. You are making a, a huge dent in the regional record charts. Uh, and, uh, and you even came close to the top 40 with one of your uh, your first songs back in 1966. I just got to listen to that song for the first time uh, last night. And, uh, you know, again, so much talent at such a young age. How did you guys find each other? How did it all come together? Well, uh, first of all, you're referring to You Wouldn't Listen. That's the song. Really a, a really a gem. Uh, we were so young. You know, I was 15 by that time. But we were literally all from the same town, little town called Berwyn, Illinois, B-E-R-W-O-I-N. And uh, Bob and Bob Berglund and I, the bass player, were in the same Cub Scout pack, pack 64. And Larry uh, was a dear friend, uh, uh, school school chum. And Mike Borch played drums in the orchestra and band. We're all in the band together and the marching band when we entered high school. So, I mean, we go so far back. And uh, how did you wind up getting uh, onto a record label, getting your songs released at, at such a young age? That that seems like a, a remarkable story, even in the mid-60s when uh, record labels were obviously hungry for new talent. Right. Well, it. 
all comes down to one very terrific lady, Larry Millis's mom, Ann Millis. Uh, she and she looked in the phone book and looked at looked up Mercury Records and made us an appointment with Dutch Winslow and Mercury Records, and everything just spiraled from there. It was one phone call. Uh, within a few years, of course, you are at the top of the charts with the song Vehicle. And uh, I don't think I'm engaging in a hyperbole at all when I say it is one of the, the most uh, important, the most iconic songs of the rock and roll era. Uh, if you've ever been to a karaoke night and hear somebody do it, you know how the crowd just still goes crazy for it. Uh, so tell me how Vehicle came about. What inspired it? How did that all come together? Oh, man. Well, the Cliffs notes goes like this. I was dating a girl that was gorgeous. I met her at a Turtles concert, standing in line, happy together. It became our song, right? But she uh, came up to me and said, aren't you Peterick? And I, I never thought this gorgeous girl would be talking to me. I said, yeah, last time I looked, you know. And we sat together and we fell in love and then she dumped me. Ooh. <laughs> and it was I was just heartbroken, you know. Then the same girl starts calling me for rides every week to take her to modeling school. And she would always say, but it's not a date, Jim. And that happened for about a month. And suddenly I said, you know, all I am is, is your vehicle, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, true story. And I wrote this song. I showed it to the guys. It went to number one on the WLS and WCFL charts. And, uh, <laughs> You know who started calling me again this time for dates? <laughs> what ever became of the girl after this song that, you know, is getting everybody's attention that she clearly inspired? 50 years on September 2nd. We'll have been, we'll have been married 50 years on September 2nd. Karen Peterick, um, and we're still in love and I'm still her vehicle. <laughs> That is uh, a fantastic story, uh, and uh, a song like this deserves no less. Now, now tell me about, uh, you know, again, the songs are recognizable from the first horn riff right at the beginning. Uh, did you arrange all of that? How, how did the sound of the record come together? Well, I did have the riff in my head, but like all Ides of March uh, rehearsals, it's kind of a brain trust of people throwing in ideas, the horn players, uh, you know, the drummer, everybody throws in. So I'm not going to take total credit of the synergy within that room. Uh, when we, when we first worked it out, all I know is the first time we played it at the Valley View Young Adults Club, the dance floor filled up and we said, I think we got something here. We're talking with Jim Peterick of the Ides of March, performing in the Illinois State Fair Grandstand Monday night, August 15th. This is a free concert, by the way, but definitely one you will not want to miss if you love rock and roll history, in particular Illinois rock and roll history, because that's where this band has its roots, uh, beginning up in Berwyn. Uh, and, of course, then eventually going national with the song Vehicle. But, but Jim Peterick, uh, and if anybody might understand this phenomenon, because I've never understood it, the, the phenomenon of the, the so-called one hit wonder. This was an incredible song that everybody was into. And then the Ides of March didn't hit the top 40 again. Is this something of, of you know, radio stations just being lazy or, or record companies not doing their job? What happened? Why well, did the Ides of March? LA, not Good LA Goodbye was a number one record for five weeks in Chicago. And by all means, it should have been a, a hit all over the country. 
but there was a, a distribution problem and they couldn't, the stores couldn't get records outside of our area. And it took a, took a dump. Uh, but LA goodbye is definitely a hit record. We played every show and everybody acts like, Oh yeah, that one. <laughs> and, uh, we, we love, love that song. You definitely have to go uh, check out Ides of March, uh, greatest hits collections, find some of these songs that should have been hits and uh, got a little bit lost in the shuffle. Uh, but there's a, just a, a tremendous catalog out there of the songs you perform with the band, but also songs you've written over the years. And I was surprised to learn that you were also one of the authors of one of my uh, all-time favorite songs by 38 Special, Rockin' Into the Night. Tell me a bit about how uh, your relationship with 38 oh, Special came about. Yeah, well, this was one of the things about the, the, the Ides of March show is that lucky enough to uh, also do the hits that I've been fortunate to write with with other bands some i've been in members with and some not but 38 special i'm like the sixth member of that band and and rocking in the night went to number one way back in 1981 i think but also had other hits with that same band caught up in you and hold on loosely and of course uh the things i wrote like eye of the tiger for rocky three we do that in in the show and the search is over and uh the Ides of March show is a lot of a lot of hits, th- things that I've been very fortunate to have written or co-written, and that people just love it. And we always premiere a couple of new songs. And when I say new songs, Jim, it's things that were that were uh, written in this millennium. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I know you you uh, have a, a real a versatility in your style. You do rock and jazz and and pop and. Uh, a, a lot of different genres, but uh, a, as you mentioned, uh, you, you have a knack for writing songs that just stick in the public consciousness. I want to ask you a little bit about Eye of the Tiger. Uh, I don't think there has been a workout routine uh, in the last 40 years that hasn't incorporated that song at, at some point, uh, just for the sheer inspiration value of it all. Tell me a bit about the origins of that song. Well, I, I, I came home one day from shopping and I, Turned on the answering machine and I hear, hey, yo, Jim, <laughs> that's a nice answering machine you got there. It's Sylvester Stallone. Give me a call. <laughs> and I'm going to myself, oh, yeah, right. Somebody's putting me on, right? And my wife, the girl I told you about with the culottes, she goes, you better call that guy back just in case it's Stallone. So I call him back and he said, I got this new movie called Rocky Three, and I don't want to use that going to fly now song. He said, it's a nice song. But I want something for the kids. <laughs> Never forget it. Something with a pulse. Can you help me out? And I said, heck yeah. And uh, he sent us the rough cut of the, of the movie. And uh, we went to town. And uh, that insistent digga, 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 digga. It's, just, it's like a telegraph. And then we hit those chords. Bump, 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 bump. And you can picture those fighters in the ring. And that song is still around to this day. And I'm so proud of that. You, uh, of course, uh, have demonstrated your obvious skill as a songwriter, but you also mentor uh, young singers and songwriters. You even wrote a book, Songwriting for Dummies. So what's your advice to uh, up-and-coming musicians uh, in, in 2022 who were looking for success, looking to make the kind of impact that you've had? What, what's the best piece of advice you can give them? Well, great question. You know, one of the things is n- never stop writing. I mean, out of a hundred crummy songs, 
maybe there'll be one gem. You know, you can't get discouraged. I mean, my first songs were pretty god awful. Uh, and uh, then they got better and better and better. Uh, the other thing is, if you're a strong lyricist, find the, the musician to complement your talent. If you're a great musician, find a poet, find a lyricist. Uh, McCartney and Lennon didn't do too badly. Uh, Burt Bacharach and Hal David did pretty good with that formula where your, your strengths lie in different places. Can I ask you about your guitar collection? I understand it's, it's pretty sizable. Yeah, it went up to 245 last week. Uh, I was looking for a, a Rickenbacker light show guitar. They only made about 10 of them in 1971. You turn it on and the whole front of the guitar lights up in all these colors and blinks. You know, with every chord, it changes colors. And I found a mint condition one and I just took delivery on it. I'm so excited. Out of uh, the, the 245 or so, do you have a, a favorite guitar uh, among that in, entire collection? I, I really do. Um, it was the guitar I played vehicle on. Yeah. It was a 1969 Gibson Les Paul Gold Top. And uh, I'm so fortunate that I never sold it. It's a magical guitar, and it inspires me. And when I, I usually bring it out for vehicle just to show everybody how beat up it is. <laughs> but I love that guitar. If, uh, if you can have a favorite guitar in your collection, do you have a favorite song in your catalog? And would vehicle be that song? Well, that's definitely in the top five. But, you know, my favorite song really would be The Search Is Over. Really? It, it has such meaning to so many people. I mean, that I've heard tales that that song was played at meetings. I mean, even like Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. I, I'm not joking. They play The Search Is Over because it seems like everybody is searching for something. And the moral of that song is sometimes you have it all along. You just didn't realize it. And everybody's got, got that gift, and they're all searching for something that they may already have. Well, on behalf of uh, anybody who's been uh, touched like that by your music or who has just simply rocked out to a song like Vehicle, I just want to say thank you for uh, all the music you provided to us over the years. We're really excited to welcome you to the Illinois State Fair Grandstand Monday night, August 15th. Again, that free concert in the grandstand for Jim Peterick and the Ides of March uh, still rocking out after all of these years, and it's going to be a great night at the Illinois State Fair Grandstand. Jim Peterick, again, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure to have you here and looking forward to seeing you uh, live in concert. Well, we can't wait, Jim. Can I leave you with one statement? Please. Great God in heaven, you know I love you. Uh, ba -da -ba -ba -da -da. Wow. <laughs> I, I cannot wait. It is a, it is something I have thought about for a long time to see that song done live by the original band, and I am really excited about it. Uh, tell people how they can find out more about you, uh, the Ides of March, on tour, your collection of music, everything about you. Well, the the, the IdesofMarch.com is our website, T-H-E, IdesofMarch.com. If you don't put the T-H-E, you'll get a salad dressing uh, website. I don't <laughs> want that. You don't want Caesar dressing. Okay, but anyway, uh, also Jim Peterick, Facebook, uh, on Facebook, Ida March on Facebook, uh, all, the, all those places you can find our schedule and uh, everything that's going on. We really appreciate your time once again. Thank you so much and looking forward to seeing you in Springfield. Take care. Thanks, Jim. I'll see you over there.